0: This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host,
1: Wes Bleed. You know, the interest rate increases are, are, you know, crimping a lot of parts of the economy and will probably continue to cause um, financial hardship for certain um, segments of the U.S. economy more than others, but, you know, such as housing, so we'll see um, where things all end up as we move forward.
0: That's David Opedal, Policy Advisor at the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, during a recent webinar presented during Member Appreciation Month at WQA if you're a wqa member thank you for your contribution and involvement in the growing water treatment community and welcome to wqa radio where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote better water quality around the world this is episode number 294. if you're joining us for the first time or new to the industry welcome Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That is the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team or a colleague. We're publishing this on November 23rd of 2022. Find us at WQA.org on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And in this episode, we feature a segment from a recent WQA webinar during Member Appreciation Month. David Opadal, senior business economist and policy advisor at the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, discusses the general conditions of the U.S. economy, economic trends, employment, inflation, and the housing market. We pick up with the Q&A section of the webinar. Later, we'll have our motivational minute and WQA tip. Now on to David Opadal on WQA Radio. Appreciate, David, what you had to say. I, I was curious, as as we wait for some of the questions to roll in here, if I could start. Um, we've seen that dollar strengthen, as you mentioned, and we've seen, obviously, the interest rates on the increase. Um, is there a, pretty much a point-for-point point, uh, correlation? And so if we're going to see that dollar decrease, uh, it's going to have to be only when interest rates start to recede, or could the dollar actually lose some of its strength before the interest rates start to come down?
1: Well, it certainly can. There's no um, great correlation between interest rates and the dollar. Um, Certainly um, the movements of international currencies have a lot more going on than just, you know, what's happening in the United States. Um, You know, you have, many countries around the world that are facing very tough circumstances right now. So it kind of makes sense that their currencies would be weaker relative to the dollar since we're doing relatively better here in the United States still. But um, it, it, it's a period where, um, you know, we would anticipate that there would be some give back as other countries start to raise their interest rates to fight inflation as well. So then the relative, you um, You know, interest rate differential might be less um, than it has been in the last few months. So definitely um, a lot of, um, you know, possibilities there, but um, certainly, you know, even as we raise interest rates, they could come down because of some of the other factors that are influencing them.
0: Okay. Uh, Again, we're looking for your questions for uh, David. Uh, feel free to jot those down. And we do have a couple coming in here. David, uh, are your f- future projections, uh, including the likelihood that the war in Ukraine continues?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's obviously a big um, factor that is hard to peg. And, and you know, the Federal Open Market Committee has to kind of assume that it'll kind of happen as it's going now that it's, it's an ongoing concern. Um, you saw things like, um, wheat prices, you know, move up very quickly and then back down given, you know, whether Russia was going to rejoin the grain corridor or not. And so there are all these sorts of factors that are influencing, um, economic projections, but, um, but yeah, we, you kind of have to, just assume that it's going to continue at this point. Um, and sadly, you know, there's a lot, there's impacts that are going to be affecting um, others as well then.
0: All right, a question coming in is, what is the projected effect on the stock market where most of us have our 401ks invested? Any, uh, you want to venture into well, that at all?
1: I have no way of knowing what direction the stock market's going to move at this point. It's certainly come down a lot from its very high levels, but still, um, you know, I, I can feel the, you know, certainly the um, concerns about 401k investments that are, um, you know, at the top of everybody's retirement plans. And so it's, uh, you know, when you, you have, you a market that's comes down as much as it has. Um, You would anticipate that there would be a return to um, higher levels at some point, but when that will be is um, up to the markets and not me to know.
0: (laughs) Again, we're taking your questions for David here in the remaining few minutes of the presentation today. You know, David, I was also thinking about uh, mortgage rates as you were talking about the uh, housing industry wanted to ask again sort of this point by point correlation question, so that as we see the Fed continue to increase rates or potentially at some point moderate and you know look for that so-called pivot eventually to come back down, will there be again, this point for- point correlation with the mortgage rates, or will that be lagging to some extent? and if so, how much?
1: Yeah, I wish I knew exactly, but certainly there is lags. And um, if you look at what's happened in the last, you know, few months, the mortgage rates have gone up, maybe even a little more than you might have expected um, in terms of the increase in the Fed funds rate, and then the associated ten-year rates. So, um, so there are you know additional markets within you know housing. So the, you know, there are the finance of um, housing, with through mortgages, gets affected in ways that are slightly different than other kinds of, you know, bond markets. And then the Fed funds rate. So, um, you know, it, it, it's hard to know if you know there's going to be lags on the way down. Uh, but certainly, um, you know, at some point, we would anticipate more normalizing, and that's, you know, kind of more of the historical um, relationships would come back in line after this kind of um, unusual
0: um, increase. Again, just a few minutes left here for our Q&A section here with David. And uh, we appreciate any questions you might have. Just jot them down in the Q&A box there uh, on, the, uh, on your screen. And uh, let's look globally for just a second, David, and kind of go back to your point about the fact that the United States is doing better overall than much of the rest of the world. But if you were to look at recovery and those areas that are most likely coming back faster or having a better opportunity to respond to um, to recovery, where would those areas be in your estimation?
1: Well, I mean it's a lot of um, scenarios out there, and Europe is facing you know, an energy crunch with the Ukraine situation. So that'll probably limit them. Um, and countries like China are facing very unusual um, scenarios because they're trying to go COVID zero, which is almost impossible to do. So they're shutting down factories and um, being impacted there. So it would seem that there's some larger negative um Factors of you know out there for key parts of the world economy, and then when you look at the debt levels of a lot of developing countries, they were getting good rates in dollar debt, Um, and so now they have to pay that back in uh, in their own currency converted into dollars. They you know so then when the dollar is stronger, it makes it harder. So there's going to be some concern with a lot of developing countries that took on more debt than they can handle. So um, I don't know where that leaves. Um, You know, maybe a country like India is one that's um, poised a little better to, um, you know, be strong, some of the South Asia areas. Um, But then they, you know, they've had some issues with, um, you know, flooding and other and droughts and things, you know, so there's there's lots of um, negatives and hard to know where the um, growth will will come from right now.
0: Actually, and you, you kind of touched on this in your response, but the, the next question that came in is, would China or India recover faster? And I'm gathering by what you said, you might be voting for India.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like they have fewer um, other you know, drags on their economy, whereas China is still dealing with a lot of overbuilding, a lot of um, internal issues with the change in um, you know their kind of debt structure for um, you know their real estate side that's been dragging them. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's uh, anybody's guess, but I, I'd lean towards thinking that India is. Um, In a better position right now.
0: We have a question about the CPI as it relates to the GDP. Um, How do how do you track what is actual growth versus uh, what is just simply pure inflation?
1: Well, the consumer price index is. um, You know, I didn't use that really in my presentation, but you know, that's trying to have a basket of goods that people are buying and seeing over time what happens to that basket of goods so you know that's really from as it says it's consumer prices whereas the personal consumption expenditure index even though it's kind of a a similar thing it has different weighting on that basket of goods and the way it goes about um you know working with the gdp approach to accounting of the u.s economy so um I mean, it's the um, when you adjust for inflation, then the real growth is is there. But it's it's when prices are rising rapidly, it shrinks down. You know the size of that growth, and you know, and when you think about it in terms of nominal terms, so um, so there's definitely a uh, a big factor there from the the rise in the consumer prices that's. Holding back our um, economy right now.
0: All right, and another question has to do with inflation. What's a reasonable percent wage increase to keep employees even with inflation right now?
1: Wow, that's a challenging one because you have a lot of negotiations between employees and whether in unions or not, and then the um, you know the companies. So. Um, I mean, if we're having 2% inflation, then you'd expect, you know, 2% wage increases would keep you relatively um, stable in terms of your buying power. But now with inflation over 5%, then, you know, workers are going to say, well, if I can quit my job here and since there are a lot of jobs available, maybe get a job somewhere else at a, you know, a higher rate of pay, then I'm going to try to jump and, and Get a better um, situation. So, um, but certainly, if if people are able to stay close to the uh, rate of inflation with their wage increases, then that's something that's going to keep them relatively level in terms of their buying power. But you know, obviously, um, there's a lot of other factors going on in terms of what people want to buy. They can change their um, basket of goods they're purchasing. You, you see a lot of people, you know, maybe they were buying a name brand product a year ago. Now they might be buying a generic branded product. So there's ways to try to um, adjust your um, purchasing to um, make up for that.
0: Well, one related uh, item was your outlook for unemployment. And it didn't seem as though you expected unemployment to get all that bad. And I would assume that that means a pretty soft landing for a recession. Um, But that would also continue to, I'm thinking, indicate that wage pressures will still be there.
1: I think that's a good assumption. We, you know, we certainly hope as the monetary policy um, agency for the U.S. that we can avoid a recession. And if there is a soft landing. That would be ideal. So, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, that's what we're hoping and what we're foreseeing, but obviously, um, you know, there's a lot to work through to get to that, you know, and so the, you know, the interest rate increases are, are, you know, crimping a lot of parts of the economy and will probably continue to cause um, financial hardship for certain um, segments of the U.S. economy more than others, but, you know, such as housing. So we'll see um, where things all end up as we move forward.
0: Very good. Well, David, thank you. That wraps up our Q and A section, and I want to thank you uh, for uh, those those answers, and again for your informative presentation today. appreciate it. Appreciate you joining us.
1: Well, you're welcome. Glad to be here.
0: And now our motivational minute. As you head into the final weeks of the year, as you plan and think about the challenges that lie ahead, consider challenging yourself by challenging the status quo. What are you doing on an ongoing basis that could be modified to be even just a little bit better? Status quo or time for change? It's easy to keep processes in place because they work, but could they work even better? status quo, or time for a change. We need to challenge ourselves and our teams to think in such a way that we take what we do well and make it better. You know, tempting as it may be to stick with what we've always done, we need to consider how we can challenge the status quo to get to that next level. Now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio, on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.